Welcome everybody to ANR Podcast. This is a special edition. This is the Falcon and Winter Soldier Episode 2 Podcast. So let's get started. Alright, we're glad to have everybody on board here today. Just like... The Falcon Winter Soldier said they have their big three. We've got our big three ready to go today. <laughs> this is the Falcon and Winter Soldier Episode 2 spoiler-filled edition. So if you haven't watched it yet, stop what you're doing. We'll watch it and then come back and listen to our take. So I'm going to introduce my other two co-hosts. My friend D. D. how you doing? Good. I call Alien out of the big three. <laughs> Chris? How you doing? I am good. I'm looking forward to do some soul gazing with you guys. <laughs> All right. So D said he's the alien. What are you? Uh, I'll be Gandalf. Oh, you took my guy. <laughs> Fine. I'll be the AI, whatever it is. <laughs> Jarvis. <laughs> All right. So, wow. What an episode, right? <laughs> yes. A lot of... A lot of juicy uh, details to get into, lots of Easter eggs, lots of foreshadowing, things to come. So we're going to try to break it up into 10-minute segments of the show and kind of go from there. We'll start it off with uh, the very beginning part where you see um, John Walker unzipping his costume, um, the iconic costume that's uh, a mash between... The Winter Soldier costume from the comics and the Steve Rogers costume that he wore when he stopped becoming Captain America for a while. So it's a little mix of that. So that was pretty interesting how they created that outfit for him. And then you get a little bit of John Walker's sort of backstory, who he is, his wife, to kind of make it make him feel human and you know, relatable kind of thing. What did you guys think of the uniform, and what did you guys think of how they, you know, brought the wife in and kind of gave him a little bit of a backstory? D, what did you think? Uh, it gave him a more human side. In the comics, he was more of a rival. I think he came in originally as Super Patriot, and he was pretty much a jerk. He wasn't very likable. So here, when he was talking to Olivia, you got to see his human side. You got to see he does actually care, and he wants to be a hero for the people. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to have a moral code, and he's more sympathetic. I didn't really have any issues with him being Captain America. Like, his values were there. So the only downside is we all know and love Steve Rogers. So knowing that, I'm a little biased, despite the fact that he's trying. You know, it's hard. It's hard. Steve's gone. You're like, yeah, okay. Of course. The bar's Everyone's pretty high. like, who's this guy? Like, <laughs> how dare you pick up the shield, right? Like, we all love our Captain America, the original Captain yeah. America. And, and the know. first uh, the first image of him in costume didn't really do him justice. Maybe it was the camera angle, but it's all the memes were all flat. over. The, the memes were out. Yeah. The memes, they were everywhere. <laughs> he, looked a, he looked a little better this time around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think of uh, the opening scene? Uh, I agree with D on how it kind of gave him a more humanitarian side. You know, he's just like a regular human. You know, he doesn't have the super serum. Uh, though the one thing that it would have been nice if they kind of switched it around where they had maybe the lead up 
of the, into the locker room in the first episode and then showed him in his outfit in the Captain America uniform in uh, the second. But, you know, watching it, I get why they did what they did. You know, they kind of want to leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger going forward. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I like the backtrack. I like that they introduced his uh, friend in the first one, Hoskins, which I got some theories about him and who might be cameoing. But uh, yeah, it was good. So, Lamar Hoskins, yeah, let's get right into it. His buddy walks in, tries to give him a little pep talk. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Lamar Hoskins is from the Earth 616, which is the main Marvel uh, universe. He is formerly known as Bucky, but uh, in the comics, he's known as Battlestar. Uh, Dee, do you have any backstory on Lamar Hoskins? Uh, he's basically U.S. agent's version of Bucky. Just his partner in crime, yeah. or not crime, in heroics. Uh, originally no powers, and then a little comic magic, and they end up with powers. There's not much to say <laughs> without spoiling. So yeah. I am glad they brought him in. And it's funny, because it's like a funhouse mirror of what Sam and Bucky could be. They're actually <laughs> communicating. They're friends. They get along. <laughs> Their teamwork was on point. And they switched to Sam oh, and was- Bucky, and- We'll get into that teamwork in a bit. That was pretty cool. But even just talking, Sam and Buck are awful at it. And it's funny. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, you you know that they're they're awful at it, but you know what's going to happen. It's going to be the the two groups here, the two sides. One, you know, is on point. They know each other. They they respect each other and communicate well. The other side doesn't. But I I have a funny feeling by the end of this show... This uh, the season, it's going to be the opposite at the end. You know, one's going to be in disarray, and the other one's going to be best friends forever kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I think they're just setting it up to, you know, show the huge change that's going to happen with these these two groups of people here. So, so they get into, you know, they do the little celebration, and, you know, they do the Good Morning America ABC. Of course they do ABC because Disney owns ABC. Why not? They do all that spiel. They talk about uh, his backstory and his, uh, you know, his military background. How he was off the charts. I got a kick out of the part where he's at the lake there and he throws the shield out in the lake and bounces it back. Um, did you guys find that a little, you know, interesting to, that he was able to throw that shield a great distance and get it coming right back to him? Did you find that a little weird? With at the serum, yeah. That's where I was a bit confused because from what I've read, he isn't supposed to have the super serum. So when I seen that part, I was a bit confused. I'm like, well, I guess I could throw it too like that. Um, yeah, that I was. It caught me off guard. It did. Speechless. Did it catch you D, off guard? It did. But then I thought this is too easy. They're basically giving us this one. Like, if they want us to think he's normal, then maybe the vibranium shield is really that light. But then I remember in the trailer, Sam throwing it, and he does a good job, but he kind of slides back from the impact, like the momentum of it. This guy's doing spin tricks, and Sam was good. They, They were both equally good, I'd say. But I don't know. Like, they want him to be a normal guy. 
but they show us that maybe this is just comic universe strength like how batman can well, do these things in his universe maybe this is just normal human stuff. i don't know but yeah it did look <laughs> weird like that is not a normal thing that someone should be able to do and he was doing it casually in the comics though i did some deep dive and in the comics john walker actually learns how to throw the cap shield by someone named taskmaster yeah oh, you ruined we... it for me <laughs> oh did i <laughs> well uh, i'm just you can go back 15 I, I... years if you want and then... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting how taskmaster is somehow connected to this and we haven't seen the black widow movie so this got to be some connection here something's going on oh definitely <laughs> so yeah when i when I learned that part, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. I, I'm like, whoa, there's something going on definitely for sure. And we'll get to the very end of why I think this could all be connected and how it could be all connected at the very end. But, yeah, moving along. So after that little whole spiel there, we get Bucky and uh, Falcon meeting for the very first time at the airport hangar there. And they've got their, you know, little fun talk about the big three and then they are off to Germany because there's, you know, he gets some tips from Torres that there is possible, you know, some smuggling of vaccine, vaccines. And when I heard vaccines, I started thinking COVID-19 for seeing all the crazy <laughs> reason. I'm like, what, what's the chance of them talking about vaccine being stolen, right? <laughs> and uh, started thinking about that. But uh, yeah, so... You know that scene in the in the plane was pretty interesting. Uh, Chris, what do you think of the scene there in the plane? <laughs> I the I thought it, I thought it was good, but um, just backtracking a little bit before that, you know, I just wanted to bring up the scene where Bucky wakes up and he's watching the newscast, oh, yes. and they're also going back to Sam, and you know, Sam's feeling that resentment, giving up that shield. And Bucky is not impressed with the new Captain America. You know, that that scene there sets a little bit more of what happens throughout that episode. But uh, that scene when they're in the hangar, I love the chemistry that these two have. You know, how they're building the relationship between Falcon and Bucky in the show-wise, from my understanding, because this is where I'm learning more of them. You know, these are two friends of Steve Rogers from different eras. You know, Bucky's back from the 40s and Sam's current. And, you know, how they have these two guys joining together and building off that. And it definitely seems like, you know, husband and wife relationship, <laughs> the way they're back and forth, you know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned about the part about sleeping on the floor because it goes back to Civil War. Um, where, you know, Falcon is talking to Cap and saying that, you know, when he was doing his tour, he used to use rocks as his pillows. And when he got home, when he was sleeping on his bed, Cap interrupts him and goes, felt like sleeping on marshmallows, right? Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, when they go to tour and they come back, they're not really accustomed to the way of, you know, how regular everyday people sleep and handle themselves. They, you know, they been living in the trenches kind of so to speak and so you can see Bucky still on the floor not used to sleeping on a bed and it's a very interesting 
you know, situation there with him. He's still not acclimated with, uh, you know, the civilian life. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was pretty interesting there. Um, do you what do you think about their banter when they got to the 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 hangar there? I love everything about it, uh, from start to finish. I loved it since Civil War. I love every interaction they've had in the movies up until now. <laughs> And now that it's focused yeah. on them, I look forward to it more and more each episode. Because before we even got bits and pieces, like when they were on the run, oh, Bucky and Sam have a two-minute conversation. It's hilarious. Now they get, how long are these episodes? 40 minutes? Yeah. 40 minutes that of what Chris just, dis- I, described. I think we only have four episodes. That's it left. So sad. It's going what? too fast. <laughs> it's only six episodes, I believe, right? Uh, how do, why did they do this to the seriously <laughs> what, what 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 the fu- what about that funny part where they're talking about gandalf and <laughs> bucky goes uh, so falcon goes how do you know about gandalf because falcon doesn't realize that the hobbit came out in 1937 it was originally published in the uk with tolkien's uh, original the hobbit and then it came out a year later in the u.s so Bucky at that time was still in the U.S. So Bucky must have been a big nerdy fan because he would have to get a copy shipped from the U.K. to the U.S. in order to read it a year early. So that was pretty interesting when he said 1937 and Bucky quickly said Gandalf. So I don't think it was an error by Disney. I think this purposely there to show how much of a nerd he was. <laughs> These little details are always good. Like little yeah. snippets of character info. And knowing how smart the writers are, they left that in there for on purpose. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. He's like, you know, and then I would have loved it if Falcon said to him, buddy, if you like the Hobbits, you should definitely check out Lord of the Rings that they just dropped, you know, <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm sure Bucky hasn't watched those yet. So maybe at the very end, we'll see. They're watching Lord of the Rings together. And that'd be so cool how they end that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> To see them, you know, having uh, popcorn and watching Lord of the Rings. Like when they have right, shawarma so... at the end of Avengers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was dope. That was so awesome. That was epic. Uh, sales for shawarma went up everywhere. Uh, so they go, they're flying into Germany. And what did you guys notice? Because I had a flashback to something, a, a moment. Did you guys notice that little uh, conversation they had and how it ended? It reminded me of a situation... But two other Avengers had a conversation and ended similar like that way. Wait, are we not going to talk about the fight scene? The amazing fight scene? Well, yeah, they're flying to Germany, remember? He's still, Elvin's still in the hangar moment. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. I'm, still, Chris. I'm like, we're skipping, we'll get, we're look skipping. Look at this guy. Just chill out, jumping. just chill out, don't worry. We're not going to skip over the whole fight scene. <laughs> how, could we, how could we possibly skip over that epic fight scene? But know. I'm just talking about the moment. <laughs> I'm just talking about the moment where Falcon said, "You know, Bucky goes to him. Do you have a plan?" He goes, "Of course I have a plan." And just kind of falls off the plane and takes <laughs> off. And then this guy's just like, oh, "Okay." Uh, it reminds me of the moment where Cap and Iron Man had that conversation in Avengers, where they go and uh, the scene where they're just about to go, and you know, out of the hangar to fight Thor and Loki for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man just goes out of the hangar goes I have a plan and he just takes off to you know go on offense and then Cap just sitting in the plane going okay great 
you know, like he just t- t- takes off on me. And didn't he also so jump like... without a shoot? <laughs> yeah, but landed perfectly. Exactly. Whereas Bucky does his. He's a little rusty. He's a little rusty. <laughs> yeah. let's say. He's not sure at first. He's you had that fear in his eye a bit, but then he's like, oh, let's just do it." Yeah, and then he uses his barbarian arm to just kind of soften the blow a little bit, right? So that was softened. Yeah. <laughs> well, compared to if he was to go without touching any of the branches, he would have just fallen to his death, right? So. <laughs> I think he kind of lowered the the boom on himself. So then they land, and then you see um, Red Wing kind of annoy him like a bug. And he's just like, get that away from me. That's pretty funny. And they get into the little hangar area. Or not the hangar area, the little abandoned building. Yeah, abandoned building, whatever you want to call it. And Falcon's there. And then I love that part where, you know, what did they call you in Wakanda, right? So, what was the name they gave, gave him? White, what, what, White Panther. Him? Yeah, White Panther. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what do they call you, White Panther? <laughs> he's like, no, they call me White Wolf. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, he was so caught off guard that he actually had a nickname in Wakanda. Right? No, he, they call me White Wolf. And we all know White Wolf is sort of the the main military um, the enforcers in Wakanda. They were, in the comics, they were like that, so... And they called him White Wolf. The kids in the in the in the village called him when he was trying to get himself together. So it was cool to have that callback of what they called him. And maybe down the road they you know he'll don the White Wolf costume for a bit or something in Wakanda. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be fun to see him go back and be called White Wolf again there. Um, yeah. So, D, what do you think of that part where they're in the hangar? The whole lead up to the big fights in there chris is so dying to talk about just more banter i liked it i did notice uh one scene where bucky was scoping out the villains and he claims there's two and then sam pops up beside him and that threw bucky off guard like maybe he didn't expect him to be stealthy like that maybe it's to show the viewers that sam is pretty sneaky when he wants to be he, he has more skills than he lets on even though he's very very tactically inclined but do you think the... they're develop? Do you think they're developing him to be a better all-around fighter now? Because I started to see him use more technology than previous, right? So, do you think they're doing this on purpose to kind of give us something to show you? Hey, he might not have super serum, but he's got so many other ways of you know fighting villains, and we want to show this to you guys. So at the very end, when he does pick up the shield everyone's going to say, yeah, he truly is worthy of it because he's got so many other ways to fight, not just brute strength. Yeah. Well, they're refining he's... his character, right? You know? Yeah. Giving him new ways of battling because, like you said, he doesn't have any superpowers. He's a fighter. You know, it's... I, I like what they're doing with his character, you know, giving him more abilities and... I just repeated myself there, but uh, you know what I mean. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. I just see him getting more tactical uh, drops, like with the technology and, you know, D, like you alluded to, being stealthy. I, I see. We were only two episodes in, but I see a, a different Falcon than I have been that I've seen in the past. You know, where he's using a more more from his toolkit to fight enemies, not just brute strength and flapping around did he even fire his um guns in this show yet 
because those, no. those so are his go-to weapons. What he looting. pulled them out and then just yeah. fire. Now he's using his yeah, other skills, like you said. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm alluding to. Like we just see him just you know flip out his guns, fly and shoot. But now we're seeing a whole different type of Falcon. That we're seeing all kinds of ways where he can, you know, fight enemies. And I think you're gonna see it more developing. Uh, as it goes on, I think you're going to see more things from his repertoire. So it's going to be very interesting to see his overall arc throughout the series and see where he ends up and how you know how he picks up the shield. Because I, I, I think he'll pick up the shield. You know, we've already had spoilers with some of the toy lines. Oh, that was so bad. The, yeah, I, I just I was kind of upset with the toy line. I understand that they want to get this out there to, to cap, you know, get the sales going while the hype is around with the show. But, you know, this should have been an embargo. This should have been something. Because these weren't leaked. These yeah. were actually from the toy makers. So that's bad well, on like, them for... I don't want to go back to another show, but WandaVision didn't leak their figures. Like Exactly. We yeah. didn't see her costume figure-wise until after the show came out. So I don't understand yeah, and, why this wasn't the same. But that's just with, nitpicking. And even White Vision. Like, White Vision wasn't leaked till the show ended. Yeah, they like, waited until after the episodes. Either. Yeah, exactly. So somebody messed up, and there's probably some angry people at Marvel because it kind of gave away some of the ending. But uh, anyways, let's let's get into the big fight scene, Chris, because you were so excited and you wanted to jump the gun. <laughs> uh, that I bored me. Get... Let's skip over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, signing off Go right for it, now. Chris. So uh... <laughs> take care of you. Take time. it away, right, Chris. Chris. <laughs> take it away. Take it away when they ran out of the, of the warehouse. And you see Bucky just running like with Usain Bolt out of the warehouse. Take it away. Tell uh, us about it. This was just awesome. Seeing uh, that classic MCU action start up. Bucky was running and jumps on a truck. And they're searching for this so-called hostage on uh, the back in um, the parcel area. And then turns out that... It's this character, which I'm not familiar with, who has a super serum and knocks him out and then battle ensues. It was definitely an amazing scene, kind of, you know, what they did in the first episode. You weren't expecting that. The one thing I was not expecting is when Walker showed up. I found it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because the trailers, the trailer didn't show any of that, right? No, They're very sneaky in the trailers. I was very shocked to see that because I really thought they were gonna do a little more, you know, character build with him. You know, the thing that I liked about the beginning is, you know, he they he seemed like he had a bit of hesitation when he was in the interview and he didn't know what to do, and then all of a sudden he shows up for this battle and. It was a pleasant surprise because we got to see what he's capable of. And yeah. I swear, he's got the super serum already. But we don't know that. We won't find out until only four more episodes. Seriously. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not gonna, nothing lasts forever. There. No. But like that entire scene, it was just... It was almost like watching a dance-off, like some of the moves that they were doing and uh, Falcon flying around and then the truck was, oh, it's definitely a scene. <laughs> it needs to win an Emmy. That's all I got to say. My describing it is not very well. So just hopefully 
whomever's listening has watched it already because yeah i was stoked about it can we get a, a r.i.p for red wing that scene was uh so painful for me to watch because i really adore red wing and seeing how they ju- she just jumps in the air, grabs them, and smashes them into pieces. Yeah, it's only you know two what episodes hoping. in. It's, come on. I know, but 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 I'm hoping there's Red Wing 2.0 coming. Yeah. With with even more cool tech. That will be awesome. Oh, you definitely. She, and then he, Red Wing actually takes her out. That will be awesome. That will be justification right there. <laughs> so that that would be pretty cool. Uh, so... Do you, what do you what do you think about the the teamwork the, of the two groups? You know, you've got you know Bucky and Winter Soldier, uh, Bucky and Falcon, and then you've got um, you know the other two guys working as a tandem. What do you think of that? Like how they worked out? Just goes back to the parallel that I was talking about earlier. Uh, one well, they, side was they were even... both they were both unsuccessful though. They right? were, so... but one was more you like. They had unison, like, oh, he's falling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw my shield and catch him with it. He lands. Um, they tag team in. They fist bump while they're fighting. <laughs> that was so weird. Like, how they're fist I don't know. Fist like pumping t- each other. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. They're just, like, on cue for every move they have. <laughs> it was so cool. Whereas Sam, Sam and Bucky are capable, but he's like, oh, I better tackle him under this truck and roll in a few, like... You you can you see what I'm getting at, right? One was kind of sloppier than the other, and yeah. that's is the scene that makes me question if he does have serum in him, because he was using attacks, but they were kind of just like shrugging them off. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know, like red herrings, all around, but then he threw that shield again. I'm like, this is not normal. This is abnormal. That was <laughs> no awesome. one throws a shield like that. That was awesome how he threw the shield down to catch Hoskins as he fell from the truck. That That was awesome. That was nice, right? Yeah, that was was nice. I don't think Bucky or um, uh, Falcon would ever do that for each other. (laughs) He he tackled him up from underneath the truck. He used his body to save him. So So a little Easter egg on the truck license plate 5012 is the actual altered Earth where... Cap doesn't exist. I didn't notice. Yeah, that. she is dead in that. Yeah, so in the one of the trucks, the license plate MK A five zero one two five zero one two is paying homage to one of the other Earths in the MCU where Steve Rogers is actually dead. So a little Easter egg there for people. Does that mean um, we won't get yeah, a cameo? <laughs> it's another <laughs> Earth, so it's just a little call, you know, a little teaser. It's not, I'm, it's nothing. It's what. It's what MCU writers do, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. They drop these little, tiny little Easter eggs and see if you can sniff it out and find it. I'm sure there's so many Easter eggs we I probably missed already. Well, but it's hard too because it makes you stop and think. Like we were talking earlier, he's like, "What was that name?" He said, "Gary." Gary must mean something. <laughs> Gary, yeah. Okay, Bob, can I, Gary. <laughs> can I tell you something? Uh, the scene when um, they get to Germany and they go to the safe house, and the guy was, you know, saying have a good night and those posters on the door. I went on Google Translate to see if those <laughs> words had meaning and it was just like used auto car. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing special about that. Auto car. He looks up what is this? <laughs> yeah. What is this date? What issue is this showing up in? 
Oh my god, yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> There's like secret codes in there about comic books. It's like National Treasure, but just with us nerding out over MCU stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and you know and you know the writers did that on purpose, just left it there, big bold letters, thinking that we might catch something in there. <laughs> uh, it's just so brilliant. It's just awesome. They they put in Easter eggs where we don't expect it, and then mm-hmm. when the areas we expect it, they just leave nothing there. So pretty yeah, pretty cool. So yeah, we get past the the big fight scene there, and, and both sides kind of both teams get their you know what handed to them, and then that f- part where they're rolling in the flower field together. <laughs> I thought it was gonna do was... a slow mo, and then the music was gonna slow down. Oh, it would have been so good if they did a slow mo. <laughs> And flowers are just whipping around them. Oh, it would have been so cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we get to that part. Uh, so, afterwards, D, what what happens? Because I know you've been wanting to talk about this. So, what happens after that? So, Bucky reveals that... Well, they get him to talk. He's like, those guys hit harder than they should be able to. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then yeah. Bucky's like, okay, I have a confession to make. And then it cuts away to... I think it's Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. And then it's a predominantly like black neighborhood, so it's whatever. Like, what does this mean? And then... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Black Falcon, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that little, that little uh, combo with the kid. The little twerp there. <laughs> if, I was, if I was Falcon, I'd just backhand it. Come on, you little twerp. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but it is funny, but, because yeah. comics did do that. They just put black in front of all the names... In of regards course, to the African American characters, but of course, <laughs> so it's funny that they they're self aware now. Yeah, but we get to one house in particular. Yes, and a young man answers the door, and this is when I paused, and I looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, "They are not doing this." I don't know if this was in the trailers or not because I didn't see the trailers. I was trying to surprise myself, but it is Isaiah Bradley, and I ran to Elva, and I'm like. We need to talk about it. Obviously, we're going to talk about it. Like, there's no way we're going to skip over it, but I was just excited. I, no one I know... Would... For, the people, for the people that are listening, <laughs> D is a very a calm, collective human being. He's cool as a cucumber. He, you know, doesn't get overly emotional about anything. When he messaged me and said, I want to talk about this, I knew he wanted to talk about this really badly. So, yes, talk away, my friend. Talk away. So, in history, Captain America is a national treasure. He's the hero among heroes. He is an icon to, like, how people should be and what heroes are. He was the first of his kind in the Super Soldier program. But another story came out in 2003 called Red, White, and Black. I read it last month just because I wanted to brush up on some Marvel reading. And it's kind of a sad tale where they tested the serum on 300 african-american soldiers they signed their lives away basically if they didn't agree they would ruin their lives they'd ruin their spouses lives like they were used as lab rats and out of those 300 people i think only five survived and then out of those five isaiah bradley survived and he is the character that was in that house bucky knew he bucky knew cap wasn't the first super soldier he's like there's one more and we need to talk to him about it. And it's just a big pivotal point in the whole Super Serum mythos. Because as far as we knew, Steve was the first and only successful one. When this mm-hmm. whole time there was another one that the United States government 
swept under the rug. Or we, just, we can't let him be the face of what Captain America is. Uh, it was kind of a sad story. I don't want to ruin the ending, but it ruined his life. Getting superpowers and being Captain America ruined his life while Steve was known as an icon throughout the country. So anyone who wants to check it out, I'd recommend it. The art style is a little weird, but if you are a fan of Captain America and where he came from and the lore, give it a give it a read. But it's cool yeah, that I mean, they brought him in. Like, I was excited. And it's well, exciting because... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you finish, finish what you're saying. Oh, uh, the fact that his grandson was there makes me wonder if they're going to bring Patriot in. I don't know if they're doing the whole kids super. Oh man, thing. I wish you did. I I wish you stopped because <laughs> that's what I was gonna. <laughs> oh, get. Okay, take it away. No, go for it. Roll with this. Roll with this. <laughs> well, every you know, since you alluded to, I want to talk about Isaiah Bradley first before I get into the other part. But yeah, it's uh, you know, I I knew a little bit about Isaiah Bradley and what he represented. It, he, they were the guinea pigs, so to speak, for this shining nice toy that they had called the you know. The Captain America, these people prior to Captain America walking out there and being the Patriot hero, they suffered, they went through all these horrible experiments to fine tune that serum to the point where it was safe for Steve Rogers to have injected to him. And they just carted these people to the side, including Isaiah Bradley. And, you know, they also incarcerated him. Is, that's correct, right? Yes. I think it was, yeah, they incarcerated. So not only did they torture this guy, they threw him in the slammers for no reason. After completing he, missions they gave him. So Yeah, <laughs> so I, ho I hope they talk more about this and mm -hmm. really, really shove it down the throat of the government saying, oh, you guys act like you guys know everything and do everything by the book. Well, how do you explain this guy being tortured and incarcerated? Why don't you pardon him and, you know you know, give him the recognition he deserves in the Hall of Heroes because they've got Captain America's souvenirs everywhere, but nobody knows about this guy. So maybe they would add him into the museum, his history and all the people prior to him uh, and Rogers into the museum of what it took and why this shouldn't be, you know, used anymore. So I'd like to see them develop a little bit more on his backstory. I, I think it'd be nice to do that. But... Uh, yeah, Elijah uh, Bradley, you know, I I think he, he's going to be part of that Young Avengers. It'll be pretty cool to, you know, when I saw Isaiah Bradley, I'm like, okay, Elijah Bradley for sure has got to be in the Young Avengers, but we'll see because they are prepping that up, right, D? I think they've so. Been... It was a rumor, but there's no, like, they're introducing all these younger characters. Well, they've got uh, Hawkeye and his uh, daughter. And yeah, got and uh, Cassie. Yeah, they so, aged up. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to see a Young Avengers pretty soon with probably Kang uh, as the, the Conqueror, as the main villain. It'll be pretty interesting. All right, so moving on. We jump now to the part where they go outside. And this scene outside, outside where the cops come, I don't know what it is. It just right away in instantly hit me on what's happening in America right now. Yeah. I don't know for you guys, but yeah. it hit me I know hard. we don't like to like, make things p political, but the episode did it, so we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about reference to what this episode's, you know, alluding to. We're not here to talk about politics. We, you know, we never will. This is not the platform for it, but we're just talking about how 
they're introducing these things and makes us feel because that's what it took me to right away is what's happening in America where the police force immediately considers the black person at fault and goes to Bucky says everything all right sir as yeah. if to allude that Falcon was causing the trouble when in fact was they're just both having a conversation that's it and you see Falcon keeps saying I- I'm having a conversation there's nothing we're not doing anything and the cops don't you know tone deaf him totally out and like nope we don't we don't care what you're saying we want to make sure this white person here is all right uh chris what did you think of did you feel anything at all when you were watching that uh shame (laughs) it's you know i give it up for disney to slightly touch on such a subject but it's also nice that they did that because you know they're not they're not blind to what's going on in the world you know it's well yeah but they're not shying away which is i give them props for that yeah exactly exactly it was i'm like i can't believe they added this in here but after the scene i'm like okay i get why they did that you know it's and this is just coming off of watching on netflix let it fall which uh don't watch it if you can't stand real life brutality it was terrible but uh kudos for disney touching on that subject that's all i'm gonna say because i know i can get super deep into it you know it's like yeah yeah it's do you do what what were your thoughts on that scene Uh, i liked how it played out um right after the Isaiah scene where he's like, do you have any idea what I went through and what you people done to me? Like they said after. He's like, he probably didn't mean you people. They probably meant Hydra. So I think they changed it a little bit from the book. Because in the book, it was the United States. (laughs) But that scene, and then the one where it happened to Falcon, where it's like, oh man. And the fact that Bucky was like, what do you mean? Do you even know who this is? He's the one who (laughs) like basically told the cops, like, no, I don't have a problem. Do you know who this guy is? Like the fact that... Bucky defended him like that. Even he was like, man, you guys are, are losers. <laughs> uh, what, just before that scene, what about that part where he, um, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley just throws the the can against that wall? Sick. Everything about that scene I thought was perfect, and I loved it. I was like, damn, he still got it. Yeah, he, he didn't have it. to do much, but that left a big impact. Well, there's no way Falcon's going to be doing that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, well, maybe they should make it the new cap. <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back, British costume on. He's probably going to be stronger than Falcon anyway. Instead of a shield. Uh, it, it, it was cool. Walker. I loved it. <laughs> All right, so then we get to D. What, what happens right after this whole cop thing? Because they actually arrest... Oh, yeah, like, actually, there's a warrant for your arrest. (laughs) Yeah. Because you missed your your court-mandated therapy session. Your therapy (laughs) session. This scene, I talked to you guys before we started the show that... You didn't like it much, eh? I could do without it. I I was just like, they were just killing some time. I loved it. I get it. it. It's funny. That's the part where... Yeah, so, okay, Chris, you can go ahead and talk about this scene. Go ahead. Well, there's, there's, there's not too much to it. It's... I think it's also, it, again, it's more character building between the two. And, you know, at the end of it, it created a little bit of, not turmoil, but they're repelling each other. 
but uh, <laughs> it was definitely a little bit of a comedy break, you know, especially after the scene leading to that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop laughing. It was like marriage counseling and especially the part where they had to do this, uh, the soul gazing. <laughs> I could yeah. not stop laughing. It was so good. And then the doctor's like, what are you doing? you having a staring contest and you, it goes to each other faces and you're trying to be serious and she's like just blink <laughs> i think it was just a little way of breaking up what's going on and changing the subject you know it i was, was watching good. with my i was watching with my son and that part where the staring contest came <laughs> And my son just looks at me. I'm like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. Go away. My son had a, a big. He started howling about that scene. He he really enjoyed that, and uh, it it was nice to see my son really enjoying the show. Uh, my other son was just more enamored with the popcorn that he was eating. So he really didn't, <laughs> he he's up for it, but he was more interested in the popcorn. But, you know, we kind of we kind of made it into, like, a theater at our house. You know, we want to watch together. This is as close as we're going to get to a theater for some time right now. Mm-hmm. So I made some popcorn. And we, that's how we watch our Falcon in Winter uh, episodes and the Wanda ones before that. So, yeah, so we get into this, you know, this little banter between the two of them. They get out of the little area with the help of our special John Walker, who comes in and says, hey, I've got clearance. These guys, you know, Bucky doesn't do any of this stuff anymore right now because he's on a secret mission. So it's crazy how much power he has. We could just thwart, you know, high level officers to the side and say, hey, uh, no, he doesn't have to do this. Did you guys find that weird how he just had this authority out of nowhere? Captain America comes with some pull. So, uh. but I mean, he would just don that just like, you know what? In the timeline, what, a, a day or two? Yeah, that's just days? how much pull being Captain America has. It's like, <laughs> oh, you don't have to do this court-mandated, like, <laughs> therapy session that's crazy. keeping you sane. He doesn't need that. I wonder if that's a lie. I wonder if it's a total lie where he just made that up. That would be pretty interesting. How he just They need every authority. superhuman they can get on their side, probably. Like probably, Ross yeah. wanted originally, like, if, if yeah. he's got abilities we can use them doesn't matter their mental state you're either with us or you're useless and against us so i we'll talk about we'll talk about (laughs) ross in in a bit here (laughs) uh so what about the little interaction outside that uh, interaction outside the police station was pretty cool it was good what do you think oh yeah chris go ahead you can go ahead oh sure uh the thing that uh, was great about that is it really divided the two teams you know uh, Walker was trying to be a good humanitarian and helping him get out. And then the conversation kept going on. And, you know, that last part that Walker says, it's like, oh, so is this where, you know, that dark side of him comes out? But it really separates, you know, Sam and Bucky and Hoskin and Walker. You know, it. it's a moment and it's a moment that I look forward to seeing in the other episodes to see what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, Dee, what do you think? I thought what Chris thought, like, he's showing his true colors. And this is just, like, I, I know we've all read the comics. Sometimes 
the films do things different. As far as I know, he could be a decent Captain America. He could just try to do the right thing until the very end. Like, they could have their differences, but ultimately, it may not lead to fighting. I hope it leads to fighting. I 100% hope it leads to fighting. But <laughs> I don't know what they have planned. Like, I don't think he will become a true villain. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I have no idea at this point. But you did get to see him like, okay, well, if you're not going to help me, get out of my way. Like, whatever. Like, originally he was trying to cater to them and play nice. Now that he knows that they're not helping him, he's like, okay, peace. Don't talk to me. That part was very interesting to me. The part where he goes, get out of my way. I was like, oh, okay. Now we're getting the John Walker we are you know expecting. Because, you know, he... I, I have no doubt that as the episodes go on, he's going to get more aggressive and more unhinged. And when he said that line, I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, mm -hmm. this is, you know, the, the good boy is put away now and this is go time now. So it's going to be fun to see episode three and four where John Walker, you know, gets going. And I would definitely, like, like you guys saying, I would definitely like to see the, the two, you know, groups go after each other, basically. You know, it'd be fun to see them duke it out. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting how they've, you know, they went from friendly John Walker to get out of my way John Walker in one episode. Yeah. Like, really fast. And so, it, it's, it's pretty cool to see that. And let's see what happens. So, after, you know, they had the little, you know, talk outside the, the, the station... What happens afterwards, D? You want to continue from there? After the station, does it cut back to uh, the Flag Smashers? Yes. Where they're so the Flag Smashers. To... Yeah, they're loading up the plane, right? Yeah. And then they're loading up the plane with the supplies, and word gets to them that the, uh, the um, pawnbroker, his men are after them. And that is a big name drop because in the comics, he's just basically a businessman, but he gives people powers and he takes up to 70% of what they use the powers for. So if they're going to become criminals, well, he doesn't just okay, fine, powers. steal whatever you want, but I get 70% of the cut. He sort of if you don't do this, I'll kill you. If you don't pay me back, I'll kill you. The opportunity so the fact that his name is there get the powers, but makes cost, me question right? if this is even a super soldier and... situation anymore or if this is something else. And the reason I think this is because at this point in the Marvel Universe, powers are aplenty. The only thing that the Super Soldier Serum has is clout. Like, okay, you just want to be the first bunch of scientists who recreated this thing. Even though there's countless of other ways to get powers now, it's just like being the first man on the moon. Like, you've all done it in different ways. But yeah. there's some some fame and glory when it comes to the super soldier sim because it was lost and no one could recreate it. Even though you have Hulks, even though you have wizards, even though you have Spider-Man, there's still some, some sort of recognition that comes with this. So I think the, the power broker is giving people superpowers and passing it. Like people assume it's the super soldier serum when really it's something else. That's just what I think. I don't know. What do you guys believe? So the history of Power Broker is, you know, he's a doctor, Carl M Malice, I believe it is how yeah. you pronounce it, a mad scientist who basically, you know, 
makes a watered down version, if you want to call it, of the Super Soldier Serum. It's not exactly that main cocktail of Super Soldier Serum, but it's sort of a, a variation of it. So, and that's where you see the flag, the, you know, the flag guys here all have that power is because they probably injected themselves and they're taking this, they're stealing this because you, you, you know, you see that scene, that scene where she gets a text where they're hiding out and he's not happy. We're assuming it's him, but he's not happy that they've taken these vials without his permission or stealing it. And he's like, I am going to come after you. And you see at the very end where they're taking off in this plane where, you know, you have vehicles coming at them real fast. So whoever this character is, he's got a lot of assets behind him, you know, where he can handle anybody who's trying to screw him around. So it's got to be somebody, somebody with a lot of backing. Um, my theory was, it was Ross, you know, the, the government, but you know, who knows, they've might've changed the story. It could be Ross. It could just be a scientist, a, a new character we've never, ever seen. What are your theories, guys? Do you think it's somebody that's already been introduced in the MCU or do you think it's a whole new person? I have, Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Because um, not knowing too much about the power broker, it it's definitely going to be uh, Marvel Studios surprising us. They're good at it. And they they literally keep us on our toes. Like, look at WandaVision. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mephesto. It's Mephesto. Oh, I'm telling you. God. It's him. It's him. It's, it's him. Gandalf. Finally, he's in there. <laughs> Gandalf is crossing <laughs> over to the MCU. Um, but I do want to bring up one little thing. It's kind of off the scene that we're talking about. What about that comment that they said about making things the way it was after the blip? Like, I found that interesting. What were they meaning by that? Um, the way I think she described it is they catered to all the people that came back, even though people lived without them for five years, are now right. suffering still. Okay. But that's not true because Sam can't even get alone because he's been missing for five years so they're just <laughs> they're just assuming things and causing problems based on assumptions okay yeah i mean i i don't know like what what do they mean by before the blimp i before the blimp you had half the people you know missing on earth i mean did they like that i mean i'm sure some of their friends and family were missing so i don't understand why they would want some like, sure, they might have got used to it, right? But like you're saying, it's kind of like you don't ever come back from that, really. Yeah, maybe. Like, there's, they said, like, in um, Endgame, like, ships were just sitting at the docks because they don't know how to... They don't have enough <laughs> sailors and captains to, like... <laughs> like, jobs yeah. went unmanned because all the people who specialized in them disappeared. Like, it's not a very good lifestyle to live. Uh, the only thing I could think of is they're from a poverty-stricken country, and the people disappearing would have saved a lot of people from going hungry and dying. Uh, uh, you know, having instantly die would have been less painful. Mm. And then the people who were alive in that poverty-stricken country, they had a chance to have now food because there's less hands and mouths to feed, sort of. Right? That's the only thing I could think of, like mm -hmm. why they would want to go back to the blimp era. I don't see any other 
I mean, we'll see. This is the, I the could whole see the government part. focusing on, like, acclimating all these people back into lifestyles. Like, people disappear, they go back to their homes. Oh, looks like you don't have this house anymore. A new family moved in. So now the government <laughs> has to step in. And that's over 90% of the planet. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting how that theory is going to unfold and what they meant by that, that line. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing you brought that up, yeah, Chris. That's We'll see. I mean, what do you think about the sacrifice? You know, like... This they obviously is believe be big... in this cause. If it's the... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, to sacrifice yourself for this cause, it better pay out because I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, it, it better be a big sacrifice because you don't want to go kill yourself just so you can, you know, ship out some vaccines out there. So it better, better be in a big pay up at the end because I'm going to find it weird. Somebody will be willing to sacrifice themselves for just a regular little vaccination. That's not going to be much of a big deal. So let's see what come of it. But, uh, the little lackey, you know, on the phone, phoning up the power broker, uh, I, I don't know what, you know, what they're going to say. Like, oh, I missed, or we missed him, or something like that. I don't think he survives episode three of the lackey. <laughs> <laughs> the lackey is done in episode three, I think. <laughs> you never deliver bad news, or you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rule number one of being a lackey. Uh, so, what about the very um, ending part? So, after they've taken it, you know, the flying off. Chris, what do you think of the very last end part? I had to rewind it because I couldn't understand what Sam said. But uh, when I played <laughs> it the second... Well, it was good. It was kind of like, oh my god, what do you say? And then fast forward and then I accidentally f- rewound it. And then and I heard the name and I'm like... And I'm like, can't he speak clearly? And, but then when I played it back, I'm like, oh, Baron Zemo. And so, reference... One of Dee's favorite characters. One of Dee's favorite characters. I know he was... but I just don't want to see you right now. <laughs> I was having a good time, and then you showed up. Uh... Most anticipated character for Dee. Just put your sock on your head and be quiet. <laughs> yeah, purple sock on your head and be quiet. I'm going to be interested uh... to see what happens with him, because how it ended in Civil War, he tried taking his own life, because... The revenge he tried putting out on Captain America and Bucky and Iron Man didn't work out the way he thought. And Black Panther stopped him and he's in jail now. And that's where it picked up at the final scene of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We have Baron Zemo sitting in a cell. So Baron Zemo will be available next episode. It's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, little Easter egg for that cell number, 2187. That number is the same cell number Princess Leia was held captive. <laughs> oh, seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. Deep, deep Easter egg, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 2187. Disney owns both of them, right? Why not? Right? Why not? Wouldn't That's it be amazing Disney. if they put on the wall very faintly, you'd have to really pay attention that said Princess Leo is here? <laughs> yeah. And then we see a stormtrooper head yeah. on the floor. Albert on the floor. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, 
this is uh you know shaping up to be very interesting it's just getting better and better every every episode i mean compared to episode one to two it's a different feel but it just you know uh, it's, it's just like watching a movie every week it's just so cool so well done lots of easter eggs weird easter eggs like the cell but uh yeah episode three let's see what happens and we you know we forgot to talk about sharon carter as well that was a name dropped oh yeah so and we know she's in there because we saw the trailer she's in the trailer so maybe at next episode zemo is on screen and she's on screen but she's on the run too right she 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 was i thought they all got their names cleared or something i don't know because she Cause Sam is like Sam said, like I was on the run for two years of my life with him and her, and then he's somehow back in the military. Was she still on the yeah. run? <laughs> like that's not very fair. Yeah, so I guess maybe that's why she's mad when she sees them and kicks them. I think in the trailer, right? <laughs> she she was she didn't look too happy when she met them, but mm. we'll see a, a next week episode. Um, maybe she's upset because she realized Steve was her uncle and she kissed him. Okay, stop. Just stop. You're ruining that moment. (laughs) But speaking of episodes, uh, we're going to have our regular podcast episode, episode 10. It's uh, 10 episodes in. I'm so excited to talk about it. We will have a really fun topic to talk about. We won't tell you what it is until you join us on episode 10. We will probably have that out for you on Tuesday or Wednesday episode 10 our regular podcast so be sure to check that out and we'll be back here next week to talk about episode three of the falcon and winter soldier until it finishes so wherever you are in the world or in the universe have yourself a good morning good day and a good night take care bye 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 guys have a good night Super soldier serum.